My Bible is the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus Christ. It is my weapon because it is infallible. This word slays sickness. This word defeats demons. This word eradicates hidden faults, deliberate sin, transgressions, and abomination. My Bible is the ultimate truth. This truth invades the darkness and exposes weakness, lies, cowardice, and doubt. My Bible injects hope, love, and trust into my insecurities, demanding that I raise my level of expectation. It assures me that my Lord guarantees that I will triumph over all the forces in this world arrayed against me because he is the God of the angel armies. I conquer. I see results. I overcome because of my Bible. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. So... While Nicole is pulling up uh, my little PowerPoint presentation, uh, Pastor Teresa last week kind of did the vision of where we're going in 2016. And I wanted to, well, the Lord said, I want you to do this. So on uh, New Year's Eve, I did... Um, a little demonstration, and I'm going to go back to that. But um, can you see this? You got to dim the lights? Uh, you know what? I'll read it for you. Uh, it says, speak light, peace, and joy. I was kind of, yeah, you could tell I did it, right? <laughs> you could tell when I do stuff. I'm like, colors, and I don't know. It's throwing this in here. Speak light, peace, and joy. In every encounter, we either give life or we drain it. There is no neutral exchange, every encounter, all right? So turn the lights back on for me. In every encounter, we either give life or we drain it. So when you read this, you think about our interactions with others. You don't think about your interaction with self. In every encounter, every time you think of something, every time you go back and revisit this thing that you wish you had closure on that you couldn't get closure, we either give life or we drain it in every encounter. Uh, stick a pin in that. Uh, stand up. You. Yes, you. She just got engaged. Ah! <laughs> Stephanie was like, I know you ain't talking to me. <laughs> All right, so in every encounter, right, so we, we don't think about how we deal with ourselves. We don't think about how we uh, interact with ourselves. You know, when we wake up in the morning uh, and we did something that we are mad about or something happened or, you know, I should have said this or I should have done that or this person made me mad and I shouldn't have done that, <laughs> right? So we dwell in that place. But in every encounter, we either give life or we drain it. So think about that. Think about that while I, I do my... My demonstration, go to the next slide for me, Nicole. Um, these are just, um, this is what our vision for 2015. Love, pray, worship, give, serve. We are still building the brand. We are building upon the base. You cannot leave the base. This was what we started with. 
and now we're building community upon this. We're not leaving this. We still want you to love. We still want you to pray. We still want you to worship, give, and serve. We are going to continue to do this as a church, but we are building community on top of that. And what that looks like, the next slide, uh, building community is coaching, mentoring, discipling, pastoring, right? That's how we build a community. But again, when, uh, come here, Rod, when we're in a situation, let's say, for example, Rod's choking me. Okay, Rod's choking me. What would you do in this situation? I would shoot him, knee him. Okay, you guys are all thinking about it from the victim's perspective. You're not thinking about it from the aggressor's perspective. So you're looking at it. I said, what would you do in this situation? I didn't say, what should I do in this situation? If, if I was him and I was in this situation, this situation, <laughs> what would I do? Somebody said Neon, but you were talking about, you see what I'm saying? So when we, thank you. So when we talk about coaching, mentoring, discipling, and pastoring, sometimes I think people are looking at it from our perspective. We are already coaching, mentoring, discipling, and pastoring. This year, as we build the brand, you need to start coaching, mentoring, discipling, pastoring. Right? When we say pastoring, that means teaching, unless the Lord has called you to start a church. Again, as we said before, it is not our... <laughs> Zondra's like, no. <laughs> Believe me, I understand. <laughs> so our job here is to coach you, mentor you, disciple you, pastor you, and then deploy you. You're not supposed to sit up here with us for 30 years, unless, of course, that's what God called you to do. You need to be out building the kingdom. So you need to be deployed. So when we look at this, you think about us. Oh, you're already doing that. Yes, we are. And now it's time for you to do this. Now, I'm gonna, uh, before, last year, we loved, we worshiped, we prayed, we give, we served, gave, we serve. You don't have to go back. We serve. All right. That was general. This is more specific because your walk has to be deeper with the Lord in order to do these things. I'll say it again. Your walk <laughs> has to be deeper with the Lord in order to do these things. You can't walk up to somebody and be like, do you know Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and be like, I'm atheist. You're like, I, I know it says something about that. It you got to be prepared, right? And God doesn't call the qualified. Right. He qualifies the call, yeah. right? Amen. So you're not going to think, I'm not ready. This isn't, of course, but God qualifies the call. So if he called you, if he gave you a vision, then that's what you're supposed to be doing. We're doing what God told us to do. We're doing it. No matter what anybody thinks, no matter what anybody says, we are walking this thing out. God gave us a vision, and it is our job to interpret it and do it as best we can with God's guidance in the way he wants us to do. God gave you a vision. You can't do this. You can't do what Pastor Teresa and I do for Hallel. That's not your call. You can get up, you can preach, you can sing, you can play bass, you can whatever, dance around, you can do whatever. But this isn't your call. So it won't be as effective. God gave each of you something to do. Each of you has a vision that the Lord has deposited in your heart. Nobody else can do that. Nobody. Sure, the Lord has some people on standby. If you don't do it, Stephen, if you don't do what the Lord called you to do, he got somebody that'll do it. It may not be as good, but it'll get done. So for you, this year, coaching, 
mentoring, discipling, pastoring, right? And how do you do that? We're going to talk about that. There is somebody in our church, I call her the gatekeeper because she keeps the gate. She keeps the gate. And the Lord has put it on her heart to send out like daily scriptures, send out daily devotionals. She doesn't have to do that. She doesn't have to do that. That's a lot of work. You got to cut it. You got to paste it. And whatever you got to do, you, or you got to hand type it yourself, put it in the text, and then send it. That's a lot of work. She didn't have to do that. My mom teaches Hebrew. I was her TA at Crenshaw. She taught Hebrew at Crenshaw. She taught Hebrew at West A. I was her teacher's assistant. She taught Hebrew. She can teach you Hebrew. She's taking class from the Hebrew Institute. University of Jerusalem, she's still taking Hebrew. She's still learning because the Lord has given her a vision. Pastor Teresa and I just signed up for Francis Frangipane's uh, workshop. It's ICT. It's in mentoring program. It's a mentoring program. In Christ, in Christ, in training? In Christ what? In Christ image training, right? Because, yeah, we're pastoring, but yeah, we need somebody to pour into us. We need somebody to, to pour into what we're doing, right? Because if you, if, if, you don't put, if you don't spend time with God, you don't put stuff in, the only thing you can give out is what's going on with you. And that's not what God called us to do, right? So this, these four steps, they're for you. Coaching, mentoring, discipling, and pastoring. And how do we do that? We do that through two ways. Somebody say giving. And getting. Giving and getting. Giving and getting. Giving and getting. Giving and getting. No, no. Nicole's like, no, no, no. Giving and getting. You got to give. You got to get. Right? So I did this demonstration uh, on the new year, and the Lord said I needed to revisit it. Now, I left my towel. Now, giving and getting. Right? So part of it is getting. Part of it is getting. We have to get. And how do we get? How do we get, Nicole? Uh, Kai, come forth. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. That's, is that yours? Okay. <laughs> Can you put a little water in here? Just a little water. Um, it's right there. Um, so how do we do that? How do we get? How do we get from God? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, we ask, but, but what else? So we, we pray. Pray, pray, pray. Yeah, and listen, we have to communicate with God. We have to communicate with God because God's speaking. Somebody, was, somebody told me, was, well, okay, can you pour half of that out? Uh, uh, somebody said to me, I don't, you believe God is always talking? I believe God is always talking. Always, always. We just not always listening. Say it again, oh, Pop. No, it's all right. That's how we preach here. We just throw it. Yeah, that's good. We just throw. <laughs> God is always talking, but we're not always listening. The reason we're not always listening because all this other stuff is going on. But God is always talking. One of the first ways that we, uh, that we get in contact with, with the Lord is through the scriptures. God speaks to us through the scriptures. If you don't read the Bible... You know, I just, I, you know what? I sit in God's presence, and the Spirit of the Lord descends upon me, and it tells me, that's cool. 
That that's cool if you that if that's what God does. But if you don't read the word, then you don't have anything in you. Say again. To check that with. You don't have anything in you that says, no, you can't hit this man because he's cussing you out because that's, that's not you anymore, right? So what we have to do is we have to take our lids off, right? Some of you remember this from, we have to take our lids off. But a lot of us don't take our lids off. So I have here uh, these things. So when we don't take our lids off, can you see? Can everybody see? I'm standing in the light. I'm, okay, thanks, because I'm blinded. Uh, when we don't take our lids off, this is what happened. The Lord says, I want to give this to you. I want to I wanna give, I wanna give, I want to give this to you. I want to give this, thank you. <laughs> I want to give this to you. I have this blessing for you, Daryl. Okay, God. Okay. I ha- okay, well, I have, I have this blessing for you, Daryl. I have, I have these I want to give to you. I want to give this to you. I'm sorry, June. I want to give this to you. Oh, man, thank you. I want to give this to you, right? But we have our lids on, so God can't give us anything. We have our lids on for different reasons. We have our lids on because it's past church hurt. You know, they, they wouldn't let me sing on the worship team. They told me that I, and so we carry that to the next church. Or, uh, you know what? Uh, my boyfriend broke up with me, and then he married my best friend. Okay, our, our lids are on. We can't, we can't. Or, uh, you know what? When I, was, when I was a kid, we went to church every day. We were at church all day on Sundays. The church was 80 miles from the house, so we had to leave at 4 o'clock in the morning on Sundays, and I said I was never going to Sunday school again. Our lids are on. That's true. That, that, that was true for me. <laughs> Our lids are on, but the only way that we can get what God has for us is to take the lid off. We have to take the lid off. We have to get past all that stuff. That's why the Lord says, whatever you're going through, I'm here for you. Whatever the situation is, I'm bigger than all of that. Whatever it is, I'm bigger than all of that. I'm bigger than all of that. I'm bigger than your past hurt. I'm bigger than the illness you have. I'm bigger than uh, you and your mother's dispute. I'm bigger than you not knowing your father. I'm bigger than church hurt. I'm bigger than the marriage that you had that didn't work or those relationships that caused you to run away. I'm bigger than your best friend betraying you. I'm bigger than your dog dying. I'm bigger than them repossessing your house. I'm bigger than your parents having an illness. I'm bigger than the job you have the most money you ever thought you could imagine you could make, but you hate it. I'm bigger than that. (laughs) And I will put you in a situation if you listen to me to receive everything I have for you. Everything. Everything I have for you. (laughs) Anise saw this before and she's looking at it like you never seen it before. (laughs) So this is the thing. So the Lord is filling me with these tops, this rice, and this water. You don't know what kind of recipe this is where God is taking you. You don't know what he's trying to make. You don't know what he's trying to bake. You don't know what he's trying to cook. You don't know. You don't know. 
But your lid is on so you can't receive. Your lid is on so you can't hear. Your lid is on so you don't know where you're going. You're walking blind. Because when the gospel is present, when the Lord is present, three things happen. Light, peace, and joy. Light so you know where you're going. Peace so that whatever happens in your life, it will not affect you. Joy, which is not contingent upon anything. I broke up with my boyfriend. So what? He wasn't a believer. You didn't need him no way. Right? My bills are due. I, I, I only got $20, but the Lord's telling me to give me $20, and I, and, I, and I can't pay rent. Well, is that $20 going to affect the rent? If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. But the Lord's telling you to step out on faith and give the money because he wants to see if you can do it. If you are faithful over a few things. Right? But we can't even be faithful over a few things. And then we're wondering why we're not getting what God has for us. Uh, why, would, why would I entrust you? If I, if I own a bank and you're a new teller, but you can't count money well. You went through the training, but your drawer has come up short this whole week. Why, first of all, would I continue to let you stay in that position? I would have a talk with you. And I would say, let, why don't we let somebody, why don't you follow somebody first? Because something seems to be wrong. I trust that you're not stealing, but your drawer keeps coming up short. So either you can't count, or you yeah. <laughs> Pop's like, you're stealing. <coughs> you're stealing. <laughs> you're stealing. <laughs> or you're stealing. So let's just say you can't count. Let's just say you have a problem counting. Let's just say you're like, I'm not going to call any names, some people in my family that I know who can't count. They'd be like, six plus six, 45. All right, so, uh, so she's not that bad, but so the person can't count. Let's just say you can't count, all right? But you don't do anything to try to uh, better your counting. This is your job. I've called you to do this, but you don't do anything to try to better your counting. You don't go to school, you don't take math class, you don't have a friend show you flashcards, you don't do none of that. You don't go ABC mouse, none of that. But you expect me to promote you. There was a position coming up. How come I didn't get it? Because you can't count. Why would I make you manager over people who count money and you can't count money? If you are faithful over a few things, God, what they say in the old school, God, I'm trying to tell you something. He's trying to tell you something. You got to take your lid off. You can't see without the light. You need the peace for your heart and the joy carries you through. Right? Yeah, to strength. The joy is my strength. So this is the thing. All right, so this is my demonstration. And the first part of this is taking off our lid. It's getting, getting, receiving, getting, right? We got to get from God. We got to receive from the Lord. We're standing underneath the tree. The fruit is right there, and we can't even reach it. I'll say it again. We're standing underneath the tree. The fruit is right there. We can't even reach it. You guys live in California. I grew up in the country. You guys ought to know about fruit on trees. Y'all got fruit trees in your backyard out here. Lemons, pomegranates, everything. You can't even reach the fruit because you're not prepared. And it seems like it's so far out of your reach because you're not prepared. Because the Lord is trying to tell you something, but you ain't listening. So why would he allow you? to take this when you're not listening to him. So the first part is getting, 
right? We got to get it. We got to get from God. We got to get from God. What do I do? Doot, doot. Is that what? <laughs> All right. So one of the first ways, this is the ways we speak to the Lord. We can okay. You get it? Okay. This is the way we speak to the Lord. So these, are the, these are some of the ways we, that God speaks. Yes, the Lord does speak audibly to some people. If the Lord speaks audibly to you, uh, I completely understand that. It's terrifying at first. And then when you start hearing him and realizing it's him, it becomes even more terrifying because he has something for you to say. Yeah, amen. So one of the first things we do, we go to the scriptures. That's the first place we must hear the Lord is through the scriptures. That's the first place. So you got to read the Bible. You got to read your word. If you can't read your word, they have audio books. Go to, go to BibleGateway.com. My man is on there. I love this guy. I looked him up and saw his picture so that when he talks to me, I have a face in mind. And I like the way he, he pronounces the names. He's like, and Moses. I love. So go to that. You're still getting the word in you. Moses dwelt by the river. You know, I, I love this dude. I don't even know his name. I'll find out his name. Um, it's to the scriptures. That's the first place, right? The scriptures. We have to read the word. And this is the thing. I don't know where to start. Come to me or Pastor Teresa, or this is even better, ask the Lord. Amen. Just pray, Lord, I don't know where to start. When I was walking with God, when I was in Chicago doing my thing, I was doing my thing, and my aunt, and I, there was a lot of stuff going on, I started praying. I started praying, and I said, Lord, where do I, where do I start reading the word? Because the Lord has spoken to me and told me that my best friend was going to become my wife. I didn't share it with her because I didn't want to freak her out, because I was freaking out. But she already somehow knew it, I think. But I was like, Lord, I can't be with her if I'm not in the Word, because you know she, yeah, <laughs> you know who she is. <laughs> I got to be able to, to talk about, yeah, oh yeah, that, you know that Moses thing, that was great, you know, the whole the water, that was, I got to be able to, you know, Stephen, I got to be able to have some kind of conversation. Yeah, right, so the wall, Jericho, yeah, that was, uh, that was crazy, right, that wall falling down, that was, that was what was that about, huh? So, so I, had to be, I had to be prepared. Had to be prepared. Right? Had to be prepared. So I prayed because I didn't, have, I, didn't, I didn't have sense enough to say, well, Lord, I need a mentor. Lord, I need a disciple. There was nobody around me. The people around me, they weren't doing this. The people around me were doing other things. Right? So I had to withdraw, and I had to go to the Scripture. So I went to the Lord. I said, hey, Father, I... I I need to read the Bible. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how to understand. I don't even know. And the Lord sent me Samuel, First and Second Samuel. That's where I started reading the Bible. And it was a great place for me to start because I was introduced to David. David's a killer. It was like reading a soap opera. I was like, what? He slit that dude's throat. This dude is off the chain. <laughs> so it hooked me. I was reading, I was reading, 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 and I'm one of those people when I read, I have questions. So I, I make a list, I write in books, so if you loan me a book, I'm going to write in it. Because I, I have questions, so I go to other resources. So I would spend all this time just in reading, 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 reading. So we go to the scriptures. Secondly, we must hear and obey what the Spirit of the Lord says. Prayer, spending time with the Lord. You can't spend time with the Lord on the way to your car. You can't spend time with the Lord in the car on the way here. We pray on the way here because we prayed when we got up this morning. But when you drive 
and you're praying or you're going to from one meeting to another. I'm going from Coco's to In-N-Out to meet somebody and I'm praying on the way because I haven't prayed. I'm not spending time with the Lord. I'm old school. This is one of the things that I hate um, what people do. And uh, a lot of people do it. You know, when they're talking to you, they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, wait, uh, just give me one second. No. Oh, yeah, I want to order a double latte, carmi macchiati, whatever they are. In a, uh, what, what did I say? No, 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 I don't need that. I need, a, I need two macchiati flip with the, and double pumps of <laughs> cocktail sauce or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is rude. Because I'm not focused. We think we're multitasking. Multitasking. There's no such thing. Am I right, Stephanie? <laughs> Am I right? We think we're multitasking. There's no such thing. Studies have shown that less than 2% of the population of Earth can do that, which is a fair assessment and fair to say that probably nobody in this room here can do it. <laughs> We cannot multitask. What we do is we leave it unfinished and go do this. And do. So when I'm talking to you and you're texting, you don't give me your full attention. So we really can't have a conversation because you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not listening to me. You're talking. And when you talk, the only thing you say is stuff that you already know. I'll say it again. When you talk... The only thing you say is stuff that you already know. This is a two-parter, by the way. We'll be finishing this up next week. Okay? So you can't say stuff that you don't know because I haven't told it to you yet. So when we say, I pray, I spend time with the Lord, you're not spending time with God. You're trying to multitask God. Okay, y'all not hearing me? Okay. You're trying to multitask God. You have to set an appointment time to be with God. It ain't got to be an hour. It doesn't have to be like eight hours, like uh, Bishop Tudor Bismarck. He said something is coming to the Lord. It doesn't have to be eight hours, but it's got to be more time. The Lord even told me, you need to spend more time with me. And I spend time with the Lord. But I'm like, like more time, like, like more time. So more time. Okay, wait. So, okay. I'm just trying to get a bigger idea of what you mean more, more time. Because more time would mean... Dot, Teresa, that would mean I would have to get up earlier. <laughs> so, what you're <laughs> so, what you're really saying, God, is that I got to get up earlier to spend time with you. Really, man? I, okay, okay. You got to spend more time with me. Because this is what I do. When they're asleep, I get up. And we have a place that we pray together. But I go in my bathroom, I turn off all the lights. Because I, I have to be uh, sensory deprived. Because I'm one of those, don't, uh, squirrel. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm the, only, I'm, I'm the only one. Yeah, I'm the only one. You know, I'll, we'll be praying, I'll be praying, Stephen, and a random thought in her mom, oh, you know, the car really needs to get air in that left rear tire. What, you, what were you saying, Jesus? I'm the, only, I'm the only one who does it, I guess. So, so. So you have to set an appointment time with the Lord. It ain't got to be, it ain't got to be, it doesn't have to be 45 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. All you have to do is meet God because he's already there waiting for you. 
He's there waiting for you because he has something to tell you. He's trying to tell you something. He's trying to tell you what this mixture is going to be. He's trying to tell you what he's baking. He's trying to lead you where you need to go. He's trying to let you know that they're about to ambush you at your job today and you need to be prepared. He's trying to tell you something. But when we don't spend time with him, you don't get the information. It's like Mission Impossible. When they send you this package and you have to go to the mountaintop to get it, you have to swing across three, what is the thing, what is the thing you do? You have the zip line to it. So there's nobody else around because God is trying to speak to you. So you have to set time, even if it's 10 minutes. 10 minutes, not 10 minutes before I run out the door. Not 10 minutes before I go walk the dog. Not 10 minutes before I know Doc's got to be at school at 845. It's 845. We're going to pray right now. Because I'm not thinking about God. I'm thinking about, I got to get you to school at 845. Amen? Amen. So you have to set appointment time. And how do you do that? Just go, God, ask God. He's going to tell you. I need to get up, Daryl, at 7. I'm not a morning person. Yes, I know you. I made you. (laughs) But I have something to tell you. Getting. I have something to let you know. This is what's going on. To let you know. Then you can hear the spirit of the Lord because my spirit is attached to yours. I'm plugged into the Lord. Thirdly, you must be open to impartation. What is impartation? Well, I'm glad you asked. Impartation, when you look it up in the dictionary, is to make known, to disclose, to give, to bestow upon, to communicate to, to share, to reveal. Go back to the first one. (coughs) So we read the scriptures. We spend time with the Lord through prayer meditation, listening to the Spirit of the Lord speak. Thirdly, we need impartation. Impartation is where Pastor Teresa and I go back, go, go back, no, back, 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 right here. This is where Pastor Teresa and I come in. Coaching, mentoring, discipling, pastoring. We're giving you something. We're communicating something to you. We're bestowing something upon you that the Lord gave us. We're not just bestowing stuff upon you because we feel like we need to tell you. You know, Zandra, when you, uh, uh, when you do uh, uh, offering, I want you to wear a beige top and a brown bottom because I want you to look like the offering basket. <laughs> I want y'all to be coordinated. <laughs> that, ain't what it is, that ain't what we do. Okay, Pastor, so that's beige on top and brown on the bottom. Yeah, and if you can have a little reddish in there, that would be great, like a reddish belt, you know, because then you, you guys, that's not what it is. What we are giving you is what the Lord has given us because we spend time with the Lord praying about you. We spend time with the Lord praying about your lives. We spend time with the, with the Lord just laying out so that when I come to you or Pastor Teresa comes to you and I'm, I'm more direct about it, like what's going on with you? And you guys will lie and go, nothing. And I'm like, okay. I asked somebody, I ain't gonna call no names. I asked somebody a couple months ago. And I said, remember the word that I gave you? And they were like, yeah. And I said, are you spending time with the Lord? 
And they said, yeah, you know, yeah. And I said, you're lying. And they said, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm lying. (laughs) So imparting, the Lord gives to us to give to you, right? The bishop gives to us to give to you. His bishop gives to him to give to you. We are going and taking this thing from Francis Frangipane to give to us to give to you, right? So scriptures, prayer meditation, listening to the Holy Spirit, impartation. We're imparting things to you so that when you start coaching, mentoring, discipling, pastoring, and teaching, you will have something. We're pointing you in discipleship. We're pointing you to the Lord. In mentoring, we're pointing you to the Lord. And pastoring, right, and coaching, because that's what this is. This is not a Fortune 500 company. I wish that we had the Fortune 500 company money, but God, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But we're pointing to the Lord. All of this is about the Lord. Now, when we go go back to, uh, sorry, when we do this for you, it's personal. It's personal. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something. One of the hardest things for her... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is when she has to walk up and tell you something that, that she would rather not. I'm a little different. I'm learning how to be more diplomatic in my delivery. I am. <laughs> I'm learning how to be more diplomatic in my delivery. <laughs> Boom, this is what the Lord says. God was like, hold up, you can't, what? I was like, I did what you said, do. No, no, you, Okay. I was spending time with the Lord, and we were talking about you. You're going through something right now, and I know. So the Lord's been, he's been dealing with me. He's like, he's like, you can't be like Whiplash. I do you like Whiplash. You can't do them like Whiplash. How many people seen Whiplash? You guys seen Whiplash? That my tempo? The dude? That my tempo? You guys haven't seen, you haven't seen it? This guy, he's a drummer, and he's in this jazz band, and he's talented, gifted. But the uh, director of jazz band is just a mean guy. And so he smacks him around, literally. He's like, is this my tempo? And the guy's like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a very good movie. So that's, the, that's, that's, you know, that's what the Lord does to me. Lord, so you can't do to them what I do to you. Like, I used to have this teacher. I used to know this lady who taught, right? She taught. I used to work for her. So if you didn't get it right, she hit you in the head with a book. I ain't going to call no names, but y'all know who I'm talking about, <laughs> right? And the reason she hit you in the head with a book is because she wanted you to get it, her passion. It wasn't because she, she was mad at you or anything. It was her passion for you to get it because God is trying to tell you something. And this is the thing for you who have children. If you see your child walking down the street, walking down your driveway toward the street and there's traffic going back and forth, your first instinct is to start screaming and running toward them. That's what we do. Because there are certain things that the Lord has shared with us. Not everything, you know. And God doesn't have to tell us what's going on to tell us what to tell you. But it's that feeling. Oh, my God, they need help. Ah! So we're trying, we're trying. So impartation. The Lord has deposited something in us to give to you. The Lord is depositing something in you to give to other people. So getting. Say getting, getting. and giving. No, 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 go for it. 
Okay, so this is the scripture. Every part of the scriptures is God breathed and useful in one way or another, using, uh, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together, put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Through the word, this is why the scriptures are so important. Because God is speaking to you firstly, firstly, firstly. Everything we do is God breathe. I go to the scriptures, I pray before I say anything to anybody about anything. I pray, Lord, if this is you, let me know. If this is you, I, I call it fleecing God. If this is you, let me know. I'll tell you this uh, story again. When, I, when we first got married, we were living in Georgia. And I went to this store. I used to go to work at this water company. And I saw this lady who worked for Chick-fil-A. I used to stop by Chick-fil-A in the morning and get my breakfast burrito. And sometimes on my honey-do list would be to stop by Publix, which is like a Kroger. And I would see the same lady working at Kroger, at Publix. She would give me my burrito in the morning, and sometimes I would see her after the Lord was like, I had a word for you, for her. And I was like, uh, he said, I want you to say this specific thing. And I was like, Lord, I don't even know her. And we were in line. She was checking people out. There were like three people in front of me, and she was talking. A manager was by her. And I said, I said, Lord, if this is really you, when I get up there, nobody will be up there. When I, when I finished saying there, these three people just walked away. <laughs> it freaked me out. I was shook. Because at first, because I was like, oh, oh, this, okay, you, oh, you rolling like that. <laughs> they, everybody walked away, and I was about this far from her, and I was like, oh, my goodness, you're serious. And he was. So I walked up to her, and I said what I had to say. She broke down. She was like, I needed to hear that. Thank you so much. I needed to hear it. Never saw her again. What if I hadn't done what the Lord told me to do? What if I hadn't done it? There's a story, uh, I'll tell it, Mom, if I don't get it right, you shout it out. There's a story of Mom calling a plumber to come to the house to take care of some, some things. And I've told this before. The Lord says, you need to ask him, does he know me? Is he saved? Is he walking with the Lord? You need to ask him. So they're talking. He gives her the bill. Boom, she got sticker shot. And forgot all about what the Lord said. Right? But what happens is when we don't do what God says, at least for me, when I don't do, and I, I know mom's the same way, when I don't do or, or something else interfered with what I was supposed to do, I try to make it right. <laughs> Lord, is this still on the table? Do you still want me to do? Because you never know what that person may need. So the next day she called, looked at the sheet, called and asked for the guy, you know, because she wanted to talk to him. And they said he died in a motorcycle accident that night. Was he walking with God? She doesn't know. Is he going to go heaven? She doesn't know because she wasn't able to do what the Lord said. Mentoring, discipling, pastoring, coaching. There is something for us to impart.
to you. There is something for us to deposit to you. Are we perfect? She's not. No, no we're not. No, no, no. <laughs> she shook her head no. She shook her head no. <laughs> we're not perfect. We're not perfect. That's why you always hear me say, you, especially in discipleship, I will say, Lord, whatever it is within me, remove it so I can do what you say do. I can be who you say be. Because when we do this, we have to work against a lot of our flesh. Because I'm, I'm one of these. Facts. It's the facts. This is the deal. You didn't do it. You said you're going to do it. What's up? A lot of people don't. <laughs> especially out here in California, you guys are... You guys are more cuddly and, you know, and we need to be more diplomatic. We need to be less abrasive. And, and so I, and I get that. So I'm like, so I, pr- I pray every morning. I'm like, Lord, help me not be me. Because I could take that. I could take that. When mom was teaching, when mom was teaching, I used, when mom was teaching, she's the one who hit the girl in the head with a book. And I said, mom, you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, I respond well to that. <laughs> but you can't do that to other people. She hit the girl. The girl was like, I, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know. Right? And so then what she did, when she, when she started teaching again, she changed her whole method. She used music. They were singing. They were clapping. You had two older women in the front would be like, uh-oh, there she go. It was like a running commentary. Uh-oh, what's she doing? I don't know. There she go. There she go. Right? And I was, and I was, like, I was like, uh-oh. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. It was the Lord trying to tell me something. He said... <laughs> I'm sorry, just saying. All right. I know, I know. It's like, who's perfect? <laughs> Not me. Right, okay. So, so, um, so I'm going to wrap this up because we're going to do the second half uh, next week. So everybody say getting. Getting. And giving. Giving. Okay, so I ask the Lord to remove. We ask, we pray, Lord, remove whatever it is about us that maybe people don't like. I have people say, I don't like you. I'm like, do you really not like me? Because everybody likes me. You just don't like how I operate. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, so you really do like me, right? So it really does. I don't really care if you like me or not. I don't. Uh, No, I don't. But I'm about what God wants me to do. So I want you to hear this. Discipling, mentoring, pastoring, coaching. It's about us imparting what the Lord has given us for you because we walk in that office. So some people may say, "Well, well, how come you can do that? Because the Lord has ordained it. In the beginning, when I stood up here, I said, you cannot do this for Hallel. You can't. That is not your call. That is for us. But you have a mission that the Lord has given you. And it is our job to help develop that in you, that book in you, that song in you, that business in you, that church in you. Whether you're going to go out and do missions work, whether you're going to start your own multi-million dollar corporation right, like Chick-fil-A, and you close down on Sundays because you respect the Lord, whatever it is, where you're going to be married, who you're going to be married to, walking you through those things because we lay out before the Lord to receive what he has to give it to you. Everybody say getting and giving. The tree is right here. The fruit is right here. You cannot reach it. We'll end this next week. We'll stop here. Let's go to God. Lord, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. And we, first of all, say thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for knowing every bit 
and part of me. Thank you, Lord, for being where I am. If I go to the depths of hell, you are there. To the highest mountaintop, you are there. Thank you, Lord, for walking me through every situation. Thank you for being bigger than anything I could face, any giant, any fear, any doubt. Lord, as we leave this place, shower us with peace. Shower, infuse us with joy, Lord, that as we go throughout the week, nothing will be in our hearts but a desire to spend time with you, to hear what you are saying, to see the light and how you are speaking in our lives. Lord, I am praying for a release of miracles over the house of Hallel, and therefore a release of miracles over everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, miracles that cannot be explained, miracles that cannot be rationalized, miracles that can only point to the glory of the Lord. So I say thank you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, because I am praying with an expectation that every person in here is going to have a divine encounter with the Lord. They're going to see a miracle that cannot be explained, and they're going to have to know that it is God's glory. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.